Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Okie Podcast. On today's episode, I have two Muskogee Nation political candidates running for Tulsa and Okmogee districts. My guests for today are Tara and Anthony Beaver. I oh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate the invitation. Uh, we're happy to be here. Thank you very much for having us at the Okie Podcast, and I encourage everyone to follow. Yes, please do that. It's everywhere. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, been looking forward to this uh, ever since we met at the premiere of Reservation Dogs. So I was happy to have you both on and just kind of get to know you and have the listeners get to know you and uh, just kind of discuss, I guess, uh, everything that you plan to do, I guess, once you're once you've been elected. So. There's no ifs around here. It's it's you're gonna do it. <laughs> That's right. That's what I like. Speaking like it to existence. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm glad you um, mentioned that how we um, talked about um, doing a podcast when we first met at the premiere mm-hmm. because all throughout this journey, this campaign journey, has been nothing but um, connecting and networking and meeting new people and getting to collaborate on different projects as this and. I think that's what it's all about in being out there in the communities and being able to share each other's ideas and stories. So it, this is a great thing to be here tonight. I think it was just meant to happen and meant to be here. And I look forward to what we could do in the future as well. Yeah, same here. No, uh, was at the reservation dogs at the river spirit and, uh, met you there and, you know, we was just, just brung it up. And now, now here we are. I know uh, our schedule has been busy here lately, and campaign trail has been uh, uh, has been exciting. Um, we're almost there. We got a week left. Uh, big voting day, September eighteenth. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here, and um, uh, really glad to see all the uh, c- success that Okie Podcast is having. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been a wild ride. Well, it's only been about dang like. About eight months, about eight months, but it's so crazy how just in that short amount of time, like how many, how much, how the the amount of people I've met, new people I've met to like connect with, like yeah. it's so crazy to think like if I didn't start this, none of this, like I'd probably never even meet you guys. Right. I'd, yeah. ne- I'd never, I would have never met like everybody I've had on and just meet all these creative people too you know and and i'm thankful for that i'd I'd probably just be playing 2k like i was last year before this like just chilling but i mean it's good man it's it's great like this is really good medicine and i'm happy to have you guys on and just kind of talk about everything um so for the listeners uh both of you however you want to start um could you tell you know where you're from uh what was growing up like and then what kind of just led into your interest in politics? Okay. Um, well, f- first I want to say um, being here on OK, OK podcast, um, I feel like I am a rising star because if you haven't been following OK podcast, you have some great actors, great musicians, and everyone's been great on here. So, um as I'm going to get ready to be your next Elk District seat B representative, I feel like um, 
I am at the top leading a great campaign. And with everyone's vote on September 18th, we're going to make it happen. And I've been using the hashtag air of action. And that's what I'll look forward to going into when I take my seat at the table um, for the Missoula Creek Nation uh, Omogi District seat B. And I think for you, um, since, you know, we're on here together, um, we're just trying to bounce back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, j- just add on to that word. Um, Tara and I are brothers and sisters. Uh, we grew up in the same home uh, from, you know, Mogi. Um, you know, I, I believe one of the, uh, the home we grew up in, I, it was one of the first, uh, and has the homes so it's a small home you know your rooms are basically closets and uh we shared a room uh i don't know how many times uh, we had uh how many of us was it four siblings yeah um so uh we know um so home life was good uh, mama made always always had a good meal for us uh we were struggling all from i'd say struggling i, I don't know uh no we didn't ask so uh but Mom always made sure that there was a dinner on the table for us, um, griping at us if we didn't come in to come eat, and half the time we didn't want to eat anyways. But you know, then they would just say, "Well, don't be hollering around that you're hungry later on." <laughs> so, but uh, anyhow, no, um, yeah, I grew up in Rotmogi. Uh For myself, uh, went to school there all the way till I was in eighth grade, and the Omogi public school system there. Um, after that, I. Um, uh, it was my uh, stepdad, uh, Rick Powell, who I uh, was a graduate of Sequoia, and he was telling us, you know, how he made all these friends, you know, how Sequoia, and, you know, how much he liked Sequoia, then it would be good to see um, if we wanted to go to Sequoia. And I, at first, I didn't want to um, because, you know, at, at you know eighth grade, you know, I basically was like, you know, I have all my friends here. It's my home. Why would I? want to just go somewhere and start over you know i don't know nobody or anything you basically you're nervous you're scared and he's like not only type of that you're gonna be living in a dormitory <laughs> like what <laughs> so uh no he uh you know they uh at that time sequoia was transitioning from this terrible uh notoriety of you know only bad kids get sent there mm-hmm. and um that but in 2004, when I got there, it was changing. Um, it was changing to not only the school of uh, that you get made to get sent to, but it was turned to a school that you chose that you wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, stayed there um, after my first semester, you know, and I loved it and I didn't want to go back home. I stayed there many times on the weekends, you know, because they would do stuff uh with us, take us to the movies, take us to the mall, feed us on the weekends. Even got a job through the Cherokee Nation, working in the uh, uh, school cafeteria. I think I got, I worked, um, I think I was allowed like, I don't know, 10, 12 hours maximum a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'd get like, every two weeks, I'd get like $200. <laughs> and so I thought that was, you know, I thought, uh, I thought I was, I thought I was on top at that time. You know, didn't have to ask, because my mom, she would send, Every now and again, you know, I get like twenty, forty bucks, something like that, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a lot of money to come pick me up every weekend or anything like that, like uh, like we would want. But like I said, I didn't really want to. I like, uh, you know, there was a bunch of kids there that were from out of the state, 
out of Oklahoma, out of the area, who stayed there year-round. Even during holidays, they would. Um, there were many times of uh, they would go home with other uh, other people for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, or the some of the teachers or uh, um, RAs would um, take them home with them to their families. And so, you know, the, the the campus was never empty, so to speak, or not just nothing to do. So, mm-hmm. but it was good. Uh, I went to Sequoia, graduated there in two thousand eight. Um, from there, I kind of bounced around in colleges, not knowing what I wanted to do. Um, went through throughout my summer years that we were talking previously all fair that uh, the nation had a youth services program that for students. In high school, through a certain age, you can go there and as your home, instead of not having nothing to do, you can at least get a paycheck and learn a trade or learn something. And so that's what I did throughout my high school years, go back home and I'd work for the summer youth program. Um, started to learn the um, the ends on the tribal government side of it, um, working for departments for the Johnson O'Malley program, working departments such as uh, for the public relations, the program, and even after that, they had a program similar that mimic it, the same for college students, and so I did that as well, um, working for, um, um, I think, I believe it was the realty department. Then I just stumbled in um, as a full-time employee. Uh, everything just kind of clicked, and for the citizenship department in 2012, and I've been there ever since. Um, I started there as an office clerk, as a front window. Um, now I'm an enrollment specialist who uh, anytime anyone uh, throughout the U.S. or out the world that uh, knows their, they have a Muscogee ancestral lineage who want to become a citizen, an official legal citizen of the tribe, be issued a roll number, be issued citizenship. I'm one of the people that verify that that applicant um, uh, lineage is, is true. So, um, and you do that by primary documents of birth and death certificates. You do that by researching. You do that to uh, line up the birth and death certificates with U.S. Census, Social Security information, et cetera. It's a, it's basically genealogy work, and you've I've uh, verified. I've been doing that. Um, I don't know how many years now, you know. But you know, you get the application, and then um, um, once I'm done with it, you know, we I send it all to the upper management personnel and tell that. Tell them I've done my work, that he or she is eligible to be issued citizenship now, and then uh, they're issued a citizenship roll number, and, you know, you know they're uh, they're officially a citizen of the tribe, and they go from there. And I probably will never see that person or hear that. You know, it just, it's it's, it's clockwork, so to speak, and uh, with all, because we get hundreds and hundreds of applicants. We get people who, who are just trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, have to, you know they appeal it you know they go for a citizenship board and they uh you know we have to you know break the truth to them like you, you none of your family are you're not eligible to be issued citizenship because uh you, you have to do that by providing legal documents and birth and death certificates and doing your research and it doesn't uh coincide doesn't match up it doesn't you're not eligible to be and you have to trace back to the 1906 dolls commission rules uh, the by blood rules um to be eligible you one of your ancestors have to be listener it can't be aunt uncle cousin it has to be your direct grandma grandpa Mm -hmm. um but yeah so been doing that but while i'm doing that i uh, i'm also trying to get my degree you know uh trying to finish that and you know here we are then i have uh, uh, 
you know, one kid, 2011, um, you know, then, then two kids, and then uh, still trying to get it done, you know, so time, time is ticking, and it's always been a goal of mine to get it done. Uh, finally got it done, Roger State University, uh, corporate communications, bachelor's degree, um, still working for the tribe, so I'm still without, I don't, I don't know if you want to say, like, for, with the experience, but not with the education, I guess you'd say, in particularly federal Indian law of, of why and how all this works. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I work with it every day, you know, policy procedures, tribal code, tribal law, all the way onto the tribal constitution, which is our main source of how we operate overall as a sovereign nation. Um, not only dealing with that, but dealing with your local agencies, your counties, your cities, your state, onto the federal government. And so, um, you know, I'm working in it, and I decide, well, you might as well. Um, let's go get our master's degree, and that's what we did. Went to University of Oklahoma. Uh, got a master of legal studies in indigenous people law um, that uh, teaches you, educates you on the history of overall federal Indian law. Uh, beginning with the um, beginning with first contact, beginning with the first legal document, um, beginning with uh, the world campaign of genocide uh, to where we're at today and how um, everything has trickled down from the treaties to the acts until the modern era, which we're now in the self-determination era. And uh, we're still young, so to speak, in the uh, tribal government side because, you know, our constitution was born in 1979, our constitution today. Mm. Um, and so that's where my interests all came about because I was born into it, I worked in it, I'm still in it, and I didn't know that on the legal side of it from the federal side um, and from the tribal side um, how much law has affected everything in my life. Every, you know, from I didn't know how much it meant to be issued citizenship and to have a citizenship card. I didn't know how much it meant to be even be unique and be indigenous in the United States. I didn't know, um, you know, you just lived it and you're just normal. And so, um, you know, growing up being on, you know, I didn't know what, I thought commodities were just commodities. I didn't know it was a federal program. It's, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about the Indian Reorganization Act. I didn't know about the ICWA Act. I didn't know about any of these laws that, uh, that all play a part in our, our, uh, in our nation, in our day-to-day lives, and our children's and futures to come. So, that's what sparked my interest. And so, um, once I got my master's, I told myself that uh, I'll be running for council. And um, little did I know, you know, here we are today trying to get that done. So, hopefully, we get it done. Yeah, that's funny. You bring up a well, real quick, like a, no, the commodity thing. Like I thought that was just food. Right. Like free food we got. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know it was a federal program either. And nobody ever says anything until you like leave and then you learn like what all this stuff is. And then you're like, oh crap. Like that's, you know, that's government stuff like for us to like to live off of, I guess, you know? Right. When you're not making enough money and stuff. So, and there's like all these, all these like laws and stuff too that like, you learn when you leave because I didn't know anything either when I was like in Pawnee I didn't know I didn't know they didn't teach history like real history Mm -hmm. you know they teach us like the regular school history that we have to learn so 
you know, and you come back and it's like, dang, man, America sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is very true. Because, you know, like, as you said, um, like, one of my daughters, um, they, like, had a light bulb moment. Um, they said, um, wait, what, we have to apply for it? You know, it wasn't clicking. Like, you had to apply, you know, to be a citizenship. You know, like, they thought, you know, becoming, you know, a tribal member or being, you know, Native American was just, you know, like, you know, automatic. Which, you know, it is automatic but you know like to be enrolled actually enrolled you know in the tribe you got to make an actual real application yeah and so it wasn't funny but you know it was like she was it was like clicking in her head like a light bulb she was like we have to make an application you know Mm. and which you know she's already you know been a you know i got her enrolled at you know when she was a baby but you know she didn't ever realize you know it was a process an application and um, you're just not, once you're born, you're just not automatically enrolled member of the, of the you know, of the tribe. So yeah. that um, I think little things like that, we're not, we don't kind of pay attention to until, you know, you're, and you're on the outside kind of looking in. Right. We're the only race uh, in the world that has to prove who they are. True. Um, so and you have to... Um, Culturally, yeah, uh, the cultural side still has plays an important role um, because uh, we are who we are by birth. Whether that's uh, our uh, in in our tribe, you know, we have um, we call it idowas. Uh, we have <coughs> a doa that we belong to, a ceremonial ground, a town. Uh, it's n- not your what do you think like? Um, it, I guess it kind of is, so to speak. But it's not like you know, I belong to Tulsa. You know, it, it's you belong to. It, it has to deal with your way of life, your ceremonial ground. That's your doa that brings your um, your community. It's by birth, and so her and I were Nyaka, and we're we're Win Clan, and that wasn't that wasn't. You know, we didn't have to apply for that. Yeah. You know, we was born with that, and uh, that still plays an important role in our cultural side of it too. Um, so. It's kind of a battle. It's kind of a struggle. You try to try to balance as much as you can from the cultural and legal side of it, and you do the best you can. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a struggle on the how to, you know, the history behind it. Once you finally click in, you finally start to learn about the history and where we're and how we got to where we're at today. And then you're like, you know, dang, it does that. <laughs> Yeah. That's been that's messed up, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, and we're trying to you know, we're trying to uh yeah. uh trying to use all the tools we can to to uh just better for everyone. Mm-hmm. For the, and you know, well specifically for our tribe since we're um running for office, but uh, hopefully hopefully we're able to use the resources and the tools within the tribe that it provides to um to do something. You know, do something that, uh, um, I mean, you were speaking about your tribe, and I hear it from all the other tribes. It's 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 almost like I hear the same tune or the same song over and over, or watching the same movie and over and over. Some people want people want change, and that's what we're that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So what are you what are you both running for? Because you have districts. Like we don't have districts. We have we just have a straight up council. President, yeah. vice president, um, treasurer. So, so kind of explain to me like what what it is you, you both are running for. 
And the districts too. Okay, so I'm running for Okmulgee district. Um, each each district um, has well, there's sixteen. No, there's eight districts. Um, two for each one, <laughs> and um, they call them CA and CB. We're so CB is up. So um, that is like that is uh, what we're running for. You know, there's an incumbent in each seat. You know, Tulsa district, um, and the districts is um, in the Creek Nation um, jurisdiction. So that is kind of where that all you know comes comes into play okay. with um, Muscogee Creek Nation. But so um, every every term. CACB is up for election. How long are the terms? Four years. They're four years? Yeah, four year terms. And then you're running for B as well? or Yeah, her and I were running for seat B. Um, seat A, like she was explaining, there's two, um, two representatives per district, and there are eight districts. Um, seat A runs with chief and second chief. Mm-hmm. And, they, and seat B, um, they have theirs uh, separately. Um, so it just, uh, um, it's two years, uh, before or two years after, I don't know how they, but yeah, it's, it's always, uh, two years. Um, so that's where we're at now. Like staggered terms. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's like that, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's, Ger- a, that's Generally, a <laughs> since this is not, since seat B is not a, what we would say a chief election, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, well, in general, the Native American voter turnout, um, voter turnout is low um, across the board everywhere. But um, so CB would um, be low, like a voter turn, um, ideally be low voter turnout since it's not a chief election, you know, because, you know, if it's a chief election, you know, it's um, it brings, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's just it's just the chief election. So. Mm-hmm. We've I've been um, instrumental in trying to you know encourage you know like um, and um, getting people registered to vote, um, trying to drive those numbers up because you know it's it's so sad that we have so many uh, members and our voter turnout turnout is really low, mm-hmm. and and it's like that everywhere. About how many shows up to vote? Well, how many? Because you have a lot of um, uh, at large. Yeah. Is that what you? Or is that what you call? Oh, I mean, <laughs> like, no, like, what's mouth? the what's the voter turnout for each? Or like, you said it's low, right? Like, yeah, they about how low from? So we have the enrolled, I guess. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. there's there's, um, so the enrollment, um, differs day to day. Um, they just kind of do a. We can we can get you an exact number, you know, today, but it's going to be different tomorrow or the next yeah. day. Um, so there's a little over, we would we'll just say ninety thousand citizens. Um, since I work for the citizenship department, those are numbers, mm-hmm. and so there's more. It's because we have now we're in the um, one hundred thousands. Um, you know, so someone tomorrow can you know the real number will be one zero zero six nine six. You know, that would basically be. 100,696 citizens. Um, but it differs because people die every day. Yeah. Uh, people are born every day. 
Uh, we have citizens that uh, get removed um, due to uh, the uh, their lineage not being true. Um, it was maybe a matter of a mistake from previous people who employees who overlook certain things or um, there's uh, uh, our tribe doesn't allow dual enrollment so once the citizenship board finds out that a person's a, not only a citizen of our tribe but citizen of the Cherokee Nation for example mm-hmm. uh, we'll move them from the rolls um, so it differs from every day but to answer your question um, this election board sends us voters numbers soon as they get updated and i think there yeah, were they of all the districts added together that i that i added up can you add that number up what date is that um this is for september the first okay and add that up and that'll tell us how many registered voters there is seventeen thousand nine hundred sixty-five. so out of seventeen thousand nine hundred sixty-five voters um who are all 18 and plus mm-hmm. um and then we don't have the I, I I did a graph and let me see if I could find it but um but it's it's it, the yeah the voter the voter turnout is it, it's not good because um people are just not interested I mean you you can just that's with everywhere mm-hmm. whether it's the state politics it's, or, or state politics or federal politics um or you can even say that about minorities everywhere you know mm-hmm. I feel like they don't have a voice then why should they even participate even care um so um and then a lot of them um you know they just haven't even thought about it and they're like well maybe i should get involved maybe that's something i could do that to at least try to help or seem you know it's uh when people hear politics they kind of just like ah you know, you, I like, don't want to deal with it. And so. like, everyone tends to think they're you know their voice you know don't matter. Yeah. But it, you know, I always so, think if you kind of like stemming from that, it wasn't long ago from when we actually um, had um, got our voting rights. You know, um, I think. Well, it's funny how this discussion came along because we i was just helping my daughter with her homework last night and i was making a point from we were talking about um you know application to be enrolled into the tribe mm-hmm. but um you know the u.s didn't um see us, see us as a citizen anyways until um you know with the declaration of independence where they recognize us as as savages from you know that from then and then like in 19 19- 24 when you know the voting um the voting rights uh, but then in 19 i think it was like 1965 is when um the actual native american voter rights you know so it hadn't been long ago when you know native americans actually handles you know rights to vote so i think it's really important for us to exercise our rights to vote and use our power our voice you know and I think it's just really informing um, citizens and changing that mindset, you know, that old, you know, mindset, you know, um, that their vote does count. And with their votes, you know, you could see, you know, positive change, you know, with, you know, and not just having the same person, you know, over and over, but, you know, using their voice because their voice is p- power and showing up and taking action at the post and casting it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, but informing them is um. So do you know? Is it around our ages and 
younger too? Are they showing up to vote, or is that is that a is that a part you're trying to reach out to as well? So, just to step back to the previous question, out of that eleven thousand, what was it? Seventeen thousand. Seventeen. If this was a chief election, you'll probably see maybe fifty-five percent of that voters. Since we're in this election, yeah. you're gonna probably see half of that fifty-five. You'll probably only get about twenty twenty-five percent of that. Damn. If that, mm-hmm. it's it's a really low turnout. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's just the just that's not you know um, exact numbers for you, but that's just the ballpark of yeah. Um, that everyone um, will agree on. Everyone know, will know because uh, as soon as as soon as it's all done, you'll get an exact number who out of the registered voters who you know the numbers of who did vote, and you compare it to the last chief's election, or even compare it to the next chief election. It'll be way more. It'll be, it'll still be at yeah. the the lowest. It won't it won't it won't even it won't match it, nor it will surpass it. And hope, you know, and and in hopes or in theory, I guess you you would hope that that it would, it would people would be more involved and vote, but it's just one of those things. You just uh, we got to fix. And one of the and I'm glad we're talking about voter because um, one of the if um, if elected, one of the uh, proposals that it, that we can fix that is automatic voter registration. Once a person turns 18, mm-hmm. that'll skip that'll remove step uh, step one of actually applying to become a voter that you'll be automatically a voter um and your job after that is to vote and to you know keep your information updated with the election board um but yeah so that voter automatic voter registration uh for 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 me when the the goal if elected um will be uh will be on the to-do list for sure um that'll get uh you know because people don't really start thinking about voting until it comes voting time then they're like well Am I registered or, you know, what, what do I got to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you say, well, you got to contact them, you got to apply, you got to turn this, turn this. And that basically they're like, well, I don't want to do it. We're going to do a thousand steps. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and so, and yeah. so, but, uh, but yeah, anyhow on that, it's, uh, well, uh, that's, that's definitely on the to-do list because voter, voter turnouts and we got to, we got to fix something or we got to do something to get those numbers up. We got to get people more involved and, um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of movements out there and different organizations and stuff that, you know, do rock the um, rock the native vote and everything. So I hope um, moving forward, we could bring that change and um, being more action to, you know, rocking the um, Muscogee Creek Nation votes and being more engaged in the communities kind of just all the time, not just, you know, um, campaign season, but, you know, just constantly informing them like every department, you know, everywhere, you know, um, that to make sure everything's updated, all, you know, all the time. If you move, you know, check your voter registration because, you know, that's what matters the most, making your voice count and casting, showing up to vote. So you could register to vote, but are you going to actually show up to vote when it's time to vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big difference. Yeah, sorry, got us get off the track, little track. I'll yeah. track there for a second. But what was the what was the question? What was the question number one? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? It was oh, it was about um okay, so the voters, um how I, I think how did I say that? So I think I said like what was the 
Was there a big turnout for? Okay, it was our age. So was there a big voter turnout for our age and younger? And is that like, or do you know? And if it wasn't, then is there a way you could possibly like? Are you trying to reach out to them too as well, like the youth or whatever? To because that's a big portion too of voting. And I know when I was younger, I didn't want to vote. Like I didn't. I didn't find myself intrigued with anything Mm -hmm. like tribal politic wise i didn't know what it was and it was just like the same people though all the time when i was younger so it was like uh whatever yeah you know families will vote them in or whatever you know so but now that i'm older it's like dang i should have you know i should have kind of got into it at least you know when i was younger to kind of get an idea but i don't know that might be just the young people of how they are like yeah whatever but you guys are like really young like when i was growing up it was just yeah, always I'm, I'm like barely like 21 <laughs> but, it, but it was like six like men in their 60s or yeah. like women in their 60s that yeah. were always like running so yeah like i didn't really understand what they wanted to try to bring you know to our to our uh tribe i guess and it was just always the same thing though like casino yeah mm-hmm. no, nothing really new you know? yeah and I think kind of that kind of stems back from you know, um, kind of like your childhood and it's like the way of life. You know, our parents didn't tell us. You know, make sure we get registered to vote or was they registered to vote? You know, or how long? At what age did they become registered to vote? You know, um, I can't remember how old um, I was when I became registered to vote, but I know it was upon my own self when I did get registered. It wasn't like right when I turned eighteen. Um, on my on this journey in um prior to um campaigning uh, i see a mix of age groups um that it just takes um reaching out to you know and a little bit of time to help i think a lot of time is about the resources like anthony had mentioned you know we got to do like five thousand different things but um, when you break it down to them, you're, you know, it's sometimes they could think that, but it's really not, you know, citizens, um, election board will verify their roll number, you know, and a couple of things, they make it real convenient to just email it or send it in. But, um, if citizens don't know that, and, you know, they're not going to take no initiative, you know, to look it up, but if there was someone out there in the communities, you know, talking to them and taking a little bit of time, to inform them, um, then they'll be a little bit, bit more encouraged to, you know, become registered voters. But I've seen um, older people I've got registered, um, middle age. Um, it's been just a mix of everyone. So I haven't, um, yeah, just just a mix of everyone, I, I would say. Yeah, so... <clears throat> My my campaign, um, I coined the term Beaver for Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, needed something to, to basically my brand to use that I want people saying, that I want people thinking. Um, I, I wanted to be uh, different. Um, I wanted people to remember my name, remember uh, to vote Beaver for Tulsa when voting time comes. And when I started this, um, all options were on the table. 
um, how can we reach as many as people as possible? How many citizens uh, can we reach? Um, whether they're registered or not, whether they were young or old, if I can get people talking and, and, and talking about me and that, you know, we have this guy, he's running for Tulsa district, he's young, um, you know, he's, uh, we like what he's saying. Um, hopefully those words will reach a registered voter and, you know, they'll, they'll take it with them and, you know, hopefully vote for me when that time comes or even uh, push for someone to be, well, let me go call the election board, see if I'm registered. If I'm not, let's get registered and let's figure something out, you know, because, um, but so you you could find Beaver for Tulsa on Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, um, coin everything, you know, my email address, my Gmail. Um, <clears throat> and so my audience uh, will obviously reach a lot of young people. Um, I don't know if they're registered or not, but uh, if I can reach them, like I said, I think I, I've, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. And so um, to answer that question, I'm pretty sure my, my, uh, my campaign so far has reached middle aged to young people. Now, the, uh, we do see older people on social media, but not as much. Um, a lot of them just don't want to deal with them. A lot of them just still, you know, they'll just stick with the news and stick with the newspaper. And so um, the Muskogee media, we were in the newspaper, or um, each candidate with their picture and uh, basically uh, our bio. And so hopefully that reached reached a lot of our older ones. Um, what has I'm trying to reach everyone. It's hard to do. You're not going to reach everyone. Uh, but for the older ones, the best route that I've taken so far that has helped was in person uh, at forums, um, at events, community events, at our ceremonial grounds, um, going to anything they might they might have grand grandkids having you know fundraiser or something like that that we try to go to and help out. Uh, shaking their hands and talk to them. Um, the in-person uh, eye contact, the in-person uh, communication is, is what they like, yeah. is what they want. And so, um, but yeah, so I, I can I hope my, my campaign has, has reached um, a lot of young people. Um, hopefully, um, I, you know, I, I would have to look at the numbers there and the ages, but um, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping, I'm trying to reach everyone I possibly can. Um, but like I said, um, the, uh, and our, which is kind of similar to all, uh, tribal nations when it comes to people in office or who are running for office, who even, even it matters to is are those ones, the older ones that you were speaking of. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, they see, they see a 31 year old like myself, and, um, you know, they might say, you know, you need to wait your turn type thing. Um, but that's the, one of the good things with uh, tribal politics in Muskogee Nation is you just have to be 18 to run for council. Uh, to run for chief, you have to be 30 and uh, older. Um, or is it 35? Um, I know it's 18 for well, council. It might be 35. 30 I wasn't quite old enough yet because I was going to run for okay. chief. No, um, but there, there, is a, there is an <laughs> no, age. It's 30. There is an age limit. Um, but you do get that. You need to wait your turn type of, uh, look. Um, you, there is respect They're, um, you know, kind of doubtful, you know, they might like you, but you know, 
you get that you get that you get that look and you get that talk and uh young being young has hurt me but it has helped me also and so um you know i i, I thought to myself it, it's the right time and so we're de- we're gonna take a chance at it and go from there but uh no my hopes was to reach everyone if possible but i definitely was going to use social media and i have used social media to my advantage uh i don't know how any of my other opponents are doing it um but uh i have a background in uh, communications at RSU and uh, they taught us a lot about social media and how to use it as a tool to reach to communicate and uh, that's what I've been doing so far so and it's been helping me was there okay so before we get into what you both want to do has there been any like backlash because your brother and sister <laughs> running um I wouldn't necessarily say um backlash I think um anything weird people <laughs> just kind of uh, just reached out to me like directly and wanted to um like confirm as anthony um your brother you mm. know yes he's my little brother i'm the big sister um uh, questions so watch it. No, yeah, yeah yeah basically i'm like yeah why what's you this about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've always been like that all my life but um why do you ask? <laughs> no, he's not. So what is it? <laughs> but no, that's um, not no. I don't think people maybe quite notice, you know, probably because since they're generally like a bunch of hard joes, you know, a yeah, bunch of beavers. I think um, right off, right at the beginning, a lot of people like our second chief, um, Del Beaver, immediately I kept getting asked, um, am i related to um chief beaver um second chief beaver and um so just a little you know are in my community and related to the you know dell beaver or like uh, the former chief perry beaver but not any backlash directly like brother running for tulsa district sister running for omogi district i think it's um really um unique um, so I wouldn't see a backlash for say, but, um, I think it should be encouraging and empowering to others, you know, like why you got a siblings, siblings running, you know, they're, um, they're stepping up to run. Um, I haven't prior to this, I don't recall any, you know, siblings running at the same time. I'll have to go and check back, but I don't, I don't think so. I think it is unique and um, who more to share the journey with, you know, than, you know, your sibling in, in the campaign trail. So and that not no, I haven't had any actual backslash. Yeah, same here. I, didn't, I haven't got any, you know, why are y'all doing this to us type of thing or anything <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> There isn't, uh, no, I, I checked up on that because I was wondering about that. Uh, it crossed my mind. There isn't no nepotism law in the nation uh, because uh, when it comes to being an ele- elected uh, official, mm-hmm. running, for, uh, running for office. There is law when it comes to managers and departmental things like that, nepotism, hiring your family and stuff like that. But, no, uh, Tara uh, is, is doing the same thing we are. Okay, we're both standing on our own two feet. Um, if elected, it will be elected by the people. 
you know that's is what that's what they choose and that's what they choose mm-hmm. and uh that uh we're running separate campaigns um two totally separate districts uh once we do sit at the table we'll be sitting at the same table but uh, we'll be re- representing uh two separate districts than the tribe so not any backlash or anything like that of anything i, I do get the you know are you related to del b i'm involved in the uh uh, uh jinx schools and so uh perry Beaver, a former chief he was one of the he was the one who got that school to their reputation what they're at today with their, uh with their football program or their state championship so when they see the name beaver they're like do you know are you related to perry beaver and then his son del beaver played football there and you know our current second chief and so they're like are you related to dale beaver too and and that's how i'm like (laughs) yeah so if dale's listening we are related we're first cousins no uh uh i uh since uh no i i it's uh it's just uh just one of those things there's a different there's a i'm sure with uh with your tribe as well there's uh a bunch of um families with the same last names or ones that are married in and you know beavers is one of those hard joes um, you know, uh, um, a lot, there's, there's a lot of names out there and then you're going to get a familiar last name with every election. And that, that be the, one of the question, well, do you know so-and-so or do you know so-and-so because they recognize your last name? You know, I went to school, I know your dad or I know your mom, your grandma and all this, you know? Uh, so yeah, but, uh, no, that the brother sister thing, we haven't really had time to it was never a you know hot topic, so we didn't focus on it. Now we're like it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we think about that? Let's ask him next. <laughs> I know, right? So right after hear this, yeah. <laughs> I, I tease um, uh, different uh, different things. I take my little brother everywhere wherever I go, and I take him with me. So I decided to run for council. I had to bring him with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Where are you going? <laughs> no. so Come on. Uh, yeah. There's another seat open. Yeah. yeah, it's another seat at the table. Come on, Anthony. <laughs> All jokes. But I, on when I decided to run, it was no prior planning. It just everyone, um, a lot of friends kept asking me to run. A lot of support on and encouragement to actual um run for mogi c and just some time and a little actual time to think about it and that's why i am where i'm at right now but i would have never imagined um to be running for you know um, a tribal office Mm -hmm. and at that so that's great put that out there yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah um so what do you both want to do once you get in what are the what are the things you both want to start accomplishing once you both get in well how much time do we have <laughs> yeah no, i was about to say that <laughs> <laughs> you're good <laughs> well um, you want to go ahead you can go ahead and go and i'll go well t- for some small but big um uh uh, um, some changes um, to do, be brought at the table. I would first um, like to address the the salaries um, at the nation, like the employees and stuff, and um, the council. Um, I think we're so far behind um, time. Uh, we just recently went up 
up to ten dollars an hour you know minimum wage for employees which is really you know great but you know to keep up with the economy you know the constant changes you know and the growing economy and the cost of it you know um ten dollars an hour um if you got a family of five kids um a single mom you know you are downright struggling you know um working at the tribe and getting you know benefits deducted out of your check and along with you know taxes you know hopefully before long you know those state taxes won't be coming out you know um either but you know just federal taxes you're gonna have to take out a little bit for your 401k so by the time at the end of the day to that ten dollars an hour you would bring it home seven hundred dollars you know um, paycheck if you don't got no garnishment you know or something like that you know to be realistic so um that's what i like to look at for our citizens because you know our, i mean our employees first you know to um be a nation to offer so much um you have to empower your employees you know um and t- show pride in the work that they do um and that is with pay you know when you're getting paid well you're going to work well and you're going to strive to strive for excellence and all across the board your customer service and your work ethics you know all i mean all around you're not going to be worried about is your electric cut off at home or how you're going to um you know get your water bill paid um because your check is not going to you know or it's payday but it's you're already broke so looking at you know um bringing bringing that um salaries up you know working working together how we could get that done and looking into the future for our um, employees for our for our council seats right now i mean you're i think i don't even know for sure how much the pay is but i know it's it could just like employees you know as much depending on what kind of council rep, you know, you're aimed to be, and I aim to be a great one, um, it takes time and it takes money. Um, you want to be current with the economy, um, the growing economy. And let's look up to um, rising up as we, you know, as we go in, you know, to this next era. So that's, for, that's what I like to look at first empowering our employees and um so i I don't know i don't want to do one i'll do one you do one (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that'll be uh that'll be nice that uh having our employees don't you know that you know when you make it when you can you get automatic automatic payments withdraw your check we don't have to worry about bills you know there's a saying that if you get it automatic, you must be rich. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, your phone bill and all that. It's all, all come payday. It's taken out. You have to worry about going out of your way to pay it. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you have, you know, money to, uh, you have a peace of mind. You don't have no stress. And, uh, most of our employees, most of our, if not all, our citizens, especially, um, they, they're tired of living paycheck to paycheck. They're tired of, you know, kind of just being, um, it's good to be stable, um, but it's all they're doing. They're, you know, paycheck to paycheck. You know, they're still struggling. And so um, 
uh, looking at employee raises and how we can, um, you know, because not only that, not only does that employee in particular, but, you know, it affects the tribe and it affects our family directly with food on the table, with, with bills or, you know, even just enjoying yourself, you and your family, where they go to the movies or whatever, you don't have to worry about, you know, do I have to, we can't go to the movies because, you know, we need this for gas so I can at least get to work, you know, next couple of weeks to get paid. You know, paycheck to paycheck is BS. Yeah. And we try to get away from that. But so good uh, good point on, on that because our, our employees and our, their employee protections is, is a must. We're an outwell tribe, so um, you can get fired for just because someone don't like you and just because the manager, they, they don't get, obviously they're going to give a reason, but they can just make it up. You know, there isn't no investigation. There's no due process, no appeal process. Um, many people fire, you know, come and go. So, uh, play protection, um, is on the to-do list. But for me, the number one, re- main reason why I decided to run is because, um, uh, was because of our language. Um, I see our language, I see our language speakers, um, you know, if they didn't pass it on, our language goes with them. Um. I see our kids speaking a language that isn't theirs. I see a language. I see uh, uh, our kids living in a world that isn't theirs. I see them living in a society that isn't theirs. I see them. Um, I see them moving far, far away from who they really are. Um, what, what we need to do is be moving closer to who we are. And how do we do that? We start that with our language. Um, we start removing our kids, or getting our kids, encouraging our our parents to remove them from public school systems and creating our own uh, educational school system, teaching their, 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 they have their own history, they have a language that was given to them. Um, you teach them that, there will be no identity question. There will no be, you know, who am I? You know, they, you grow up in, uh, in a, um, this was the goal, right? The campaign of the federal government is to be where we're at today. And they've done a good job out of it. But we're 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 we still hear our language is still here our ceremonials our ceremonies are still here uh, we still hold uh, uh, steady and strong to who we are um, but we can't do that very much longer without uh, without the resources without the money of the tribe of them stepping up and so one of the one of the one of the first sort of business for me is to have um, and put into law as an educational K-12 educational school system. We already have a college, um, and we have Head Start programs that are that are federal programs, but the tribe uh, helps with that, and that's where our language is taught, but it's not immersion. It's not full immersion. It's not, you know, it's, it's a little bit. And you can see it because my kids went through the Head Start program. My, my daughter uh, came back one day from the Head Start program, and she was talking, I don't know who she was talking to, a friend or one of her cousins or something at home. And they were, they, they, uh, the other child was like, the, you know, that's corn. And my daughter was like, no, that's udgy. And so I already knew that she didn't know what corn was. She knew corn as udgy, which is our language, which means corn. And uh, so you can tell this, you can see the sponge there. You can see that. It it's all it just starts right there. It starts right there. Just how you and I, all of us here, sitting here, we little did we know that we were immersed in the English language. We weren't, we weren't, you know, taught this at a later time, like most of our elders were. English being their second language, 
and it's normal to us, right? And so um, just imagine what our own native language, what the language that was given to you by the creator of what, how the world you will look at it from that point of view. You can't tell me that, well, you know, what are they going to do with it? How can they use it? You know, we don't, we don't, we don't bend for someone else. You know, like I said, we, well, we've already, we're already here. We've already came so far. I think it's time for us to stop and turn around and go back to who we are. Um, and we do that with their language, like I said, with the educational school system of teaching them when they're young. It's not going to be a full immersion. You won't see a full immersion until those kids start growing up and having their own kids, and then those homes will start being speaking homes again. Um, right now, it will be half half immersion. They'll, they'll know more way than we do. You know, they'll be, um, they won't have to learn at a later time that, what the Trail of Tears were or what this act was, what um, um, any of the treaties, how did we all came to be, how, how did we get here today and why. They would already know that. They would already know that it would be taught to them because it's their, it's their history. And so uh, my overall goal is to change the future of the tribe, to change this whole reservation, this jurisdictional boundaries that we're in, this reservation boundaries we're in, that people would have to, if you're going to come here, you know, if you want to move around here, you better learn, better have some kind of understanding of the Muscogee language to get around or the Yuchi language of our Yuchi people in our northern part of our uh, reservation here who still speak their language. Because um, the Yuchi people are citizens of the Muscogee Nation as well. They, have a, they just have a different language than us. They have similar ceremonies, but they have a different uh, language, similar culture. Uh, they came here on the Trail of Tears with us. Um, but they still identify as Yuchi people. And so, but they're legally citizens of the Muscogee Nation. Um, you can't, you won't tell the difference until you start speaking with them or their last names or you go to their stomp grounds. But, uh, you know, because they still have uh, Muscogee Nation, you know, travel tags on their cars. So you're going to actually automatically think they're Muscogee or they're Creek or, you know, not going to even think twice about it. And so I don't think a lot of our, uh, the majority knows any of that history. You know, you have to you have to be interested. You have to dig deep down and try to question that or find out about who you are. And so, I want to remove that question mark, and you will know that as you grow up. Um, so, changing the future, the overall world, uh, because again, I learned this uh, when I studied communication that um, communication, whether it be verbal or nonverbal, um, you use communication to um, have that understanding of that world you live in, and so. Uh, not only does the language uh, give you that, um, but it also ties you. It's the, the language is um, is as close as you're going. As close, you want to be close to the ones that came before you. Um, and you you get there. You you do that by speaking the language because then you're on the same page with them. And so um, that's the that's the overall goal is the the future of the tribe when it comes comes to that. You you I just don't, I don't want to label it just language. That is it. But the education of it, the future of it, the existence of us as we move forward, the overall identity of us, um, you know, I'm tired of being a, a tribe that preserves who we are. I'd rather be a tribe that lives who we are. And so um, that's the, that's the uh, uh, if elected, um, I don't know how, you know, I, I will be guaranteed a four-year term, and it's it's not going to be an overnight deal, but if we can get it started and get it going and then we'll be on the right track and um you know we can we can go from there and i i i want to help in that process because if i can do anything to help i'll do it 
Um, but uh, we have to get started. We're racing. We're, we're um, racing against time, and we don't have any time to afford. And so uh, here we are. So again, that's uh, that's that's uh, number one on the list. That outweighs everything. Everything else comes second. Everything else. There's no. There's no more important. There's nothing. You can't tell me. You can't justify nothing more to me. You can't justify nothing more to. I believe our ancestors. You can't justify nothing more than uh, than them looking them looking down. And uh, there's a saying that uh, once you're as far as Muscogee people, that uh, once you've gone on from this world and you meet the Creator and you don't speak your language, you know, He might not may not understand you. And so that's our Creator. You know, that's uh, so it, it's it's my hope that um, you know once once. Uh, um, once we get elected, that uh, we'll get straight to work uh, regarding that educational school system, with the main focus of a language immersion throughout that process. So that's the goal. <laughs> I wish, uh, wish my tribe would do that. No, we have a. Uh, I hope they do something like stuff like start doing stuff like that. I have a uh, two of my buddies. Uh, Taylor and Zach, they went to OU for linguistics. So yeah. they got their masters and everything nice. in language. Yeah. And they want to bring back our language with the things they've learned and mm-hmm. all the research they've done and they want to bring it back and everything, but it's hard. I don't know why it's so hard for like our tribe to mm-hmm. let them be able to do that. You know, like I mean they just want to they want they want they want us to have conversations in our language right. like they want us to be able yep. to do that mm-hmm. and it's not just know a couple phrases right. not just know like a couple words mm-hmm. like they want they want everybody to speak mm-hmm. to each other in Pawnee and i mean it's been like it's been a long time to where they want to I don't know. I don't know. They just won't hire them, I guess. Like, they contract them and everything, but they won't, like, hire them to, like, just fully come on and do this. Like, I don't know why. I think they're working on it, but it's been a a while. Like, they've been waiting around. And, like, I just hope, like, they just... I don't know. I don't know, like, is there... What do you think the reason is, like... When I bring that up... um, I get that. I get that. Uh, I guess same reaction um, of uncertainty. Uncertainty from people. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of look at me like, you, you know, you're kind of you're you're out of your mind, or you're, you know, you're. Um, why would you want to do that? You're going to hurt our kids more than help them. Because that was the understanding back then. Um, the elders didn't want to speak, have their kids speak in their language because um, it would hurt them. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, uh, the society that they were uh, growing up in, in this, um, in this world that uh, was slowly slipping away from them, you know, their own world, you know, and a lot of them went to boarding schools getting getting beat, uh, speaking their language, and so you know that they have kids, you know, why would they want to teach their kids that, mm-hmm. you know, with the mind that every time they spoke, that their kids were almost getting beat at the same time, mm-hmm. and so um, the uncertainty is there. The, the what ifs, the don't knows, the question marks, the um, 
all of it's there. And so that's I think that's the reason why um, a lot of people won't jump on board. Um, a lot of them will say, you know, I'm all for it, but, you know, let those kids go first and let's see if it works or, so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to put my kid through any of that. You know, we I, I always think about uh, just when it comes to school. You know, they they say, well, you know, you got to do school, you got to get A's, you got to do this, you got to do this. Who says you have to do that? Who's who is who is judging whether a person is smart or not? And well, for instance, in this case, it's the state of Oklahoma that's doing it. It's your local, your uh, public school systems having a grading system. It's it's them um, saying whether your your kid um, is failing, your kid needs IEP, your kid's not smart enough. You know, I, I just think about if we had our own school system, I guarantee our own, our own kids will uh, achieve way, you know, they, they would be, they'd be, you know, they'll be stars, they'll be A-plus students, Yeah. you know, because they're they're with their own people and they're, you know, they're, it, it's all of it's theirs. And, you know, it's, uh, I tell my son that he goes to Jinx schools and now my daughter does too. She's in uh, kindergarten and my son's in fourth grade. And I said, well, you're going to go to school with a lot of people who don't look like you. You're going to go to school with a lot of people who don't think like you. You're going to go to school a lot of um, from the teachers to your classmates who um, don't know what they're, they're just going to say, you know, they're, they're just going to know you as Indian and that's it. Um, they're going to expect you to jump right into whatever they got going on. And then, then there's your there goes back to your campaign. There goes back to your it was supposed to be like this. They wanted uh, uh, Indians to be immersed in, into this mainstream society. And you see it today and I see it with my own kids. And that's the reason why I ran. I'm running for also because of 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 the language and to give that back to them what belongs to them because I every day a a Muscogee a child is born you know they're they're missing out and so um, you know I, I try to I tell them they uh, they have you know Native American um, programs like Johnson O'Malley um, you know for federal programs that kind of keep that will what's made for kids to uh Indian kids specifically um because of the uh, they weren't taught again they weren't taught their language their history and so that that is kind of kind of helped them that will keep them that will help them you know provide that does a good a lot of, does do do good um but he uh he was asked to they were you know they thought they thought stop dance was like an event or something they thought uh, and they were asking him to dance for them, mm-hmm. and I, I told him uh, he he didn't know no better, and he said he did, and when he got, when I heard that uh, it made me upset because I told him that you don't you ever do that don't you ever uh, don't you, uh, make a mockery of who you are for others you you uh, come to our ceremonial grounds that uh, there's a place for that and that's where you go to do it you don't do it uh, you don't do it for money. You don't do it for entertainment. You don't do it. It's a spiritual thing. It's who you are. It's as closest thing you can come to you, who you are and the and your creator. So, um, uh, and I had to explain to his teachers as well. Don't don't ask them to do that. You know, don't um, don't do that because um, for me, you're you're making fun of it. Even though it might be enjoyment to you, you don't know. You're trying to learn, but you don't you don't do that. And so. You kind of you run into those problems like that. People of, of being uninformed or uneducated about uh, 
about for for instance because i before as muskogee uh people like i said i told him he was going to go to school with with other kids who don't have a background like you don't nothing like you and uh, you kind of have to just balance that lifestyle and uh, do the best you can so i don't get on to him when you know there's a c or a d i don't get on to him because uh he's learning a um something that doesn't belong to us you know i don't get on to him for misspelling english you know or mispronouncing a word in english or anything i don't get on to him with any of that because it doesn't it's not his it's not his and i just want to get back to what what belongs to our children and um but yeah the uh, the question marks are all there so um i think that's the reason why a lot of people don't jump on board at first um because they're just—it's the norm now, you know. This—they think this is it. This is how it's supposed to be, you know. They don't think that we can reverse all of this and change it all, and we have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, no, I—I I did get that, uh, um, you know, that hmm, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, if it works, you know, look, you guys be the guinea pigs, and we'll, you know, we'll see from there, but. Uh, but actually, our, our tribe, our executive branch, did put out a language survey uh, about a week or so ago that talks about language immersion schools and stuff like that. And so I was really, really, I made a, I made a post about how I was, I, was, I was happy to see that because they're, um, they're hearing, uh, I, I don't know if they've heard, you know, some of my, my speaking or if they heard from other, I don't know, but I, was, I don't care how they why they did or I don't care as long as we're starting to starting to do something about it is all I care about and we can as long as we get there we all need to work together uh, we need to figure it out and we have to or else without our language we're not we're not Muscogee without our language you're not Pawnee without your language you're not Cherokee you, that, that's who you are and so um, but yeah definitely the uncertainty is there but hopefully we can uh, we can ease people mind and give them peace of mind that it's 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 gonna be all right so yeah <laughs> so. For, real. for real yeah i hope it's in the right direction and that's dope like you want to do all that with your language and have all these plans for it and you, you care enough about the employees uh what were they getting paid before can you say the minimum wage currently at the tribe minimum wage is 10 and i think how you're mentioning your cousins and why they don't or they're not being accepted and how anthony stated and before we began the podcast this evening we were talking about you know ghost stories and bigfoot and um dormitories you know just uh, um, a bunch of things but um one thing we one word we all shared in comment was scared you know um scary stories you know um don't get scared of bigfoot you know the dorms being scared scared to go you know and um sometimes people are timid and a little scared to embrace change um not knowing what it would entail or what it will bring um but when we have the courage like um me and anthony um do to step up and um uh, run for tribal office because you know it it is it is scary thing to do but you know it's a courageous thing to put one one foot in and go for it um 
you just you know you don't know what it you know what it will bring um, when people uh, will uh, will support you you know and you just it could be scared you know like your cousins maybe they can't um, bring on to the language their tribe because people don't want to you're just afraid what might happen or what yeah. might make of it or where it would go or you know just a lot, a lot of things but um, if people tend if they don't know the outcome of something you know or have a little theory of it you know um they won't they won't go for it but um with uh, language and um anything you could bring to to the tribe to grow we i think we even talked about you know hemp you know people being scared of that you know um it's all for the good and you it takes a little courage to um have a little support support it and watch your watch um, your tribe to thrive and for all citizens you know um, to uh, reap those benefits you know whether it be in the services um, of the programs but um, and the education um, programs you know just whatever but um, it does take a little courage to support things so Yep, the um, the the two people you were speaking of, um, I hope they do get. Um, I hope the Pawnee Nation does get involved. You know, I hope they they will. You know, if if they don't want to again, if if they don't say for whatever reason they don't want to work with with those two individuals, then you know, hopefully they step up and do something themselves. The Pawnee Nation. Um, if uh, if they don't, then shame on them. You know, if they don't uh, see people, uh, if they don't hear their citizens and people, the, the two individuals that you're speaking of, then shame on them. Um, let it be forever known that the, uh, whatever nation it be turned down, um, turned down to something that can change their future forever, for generations to come. Um, that, uh, but say they do, say they don't, um, I'd encourage those two individuals to keep going. Uh, you can work around that. You don't have to stop at the Pawnee Nation or whatever. You know, I don't, I, are they both Pawnee citizens? Yeah. Okay. They don't have to stop there. They can create their. Uh, they can look for grants to create their own school. They can get it going, um, whether it be the state of Oklahoma uh, becoming a charter school, um, uh, you know, finding grant monies to do the federal programs or anything, because there is there is grants out there for for uh, emergent schools. Um, I encourage them just to. Uh, if, if if they, uh, there's a, there, we've always been taught that, uh, you know, if you want to get something done, you know, obviously you got to, you need to do it. You, you just do it yourself if you want to get it done right. I, I wouldn't stop, stop um, doing what you're doing and keep progressing for y'all's mission. You know, once mm-hmm. you're out in a community and they see you, then they're going to be coming to you guys. True. Um, your actions speak in the community um the work you do in the community and just keep working for you know y'all's efforts yeah, yeah i wish y'all the best of luck because um it's uh we're, we're not the only tribe so we nation is the only tribe that's battling with this um i would i would even label it like a language pandemic you know there isn't no there isn't no emergency session for the language um and so uh we're not the only one so if we all can help each other, that, that uh, that'll uh, be better for all, for every tribe, you know, especially our neighbors around here, exactly. all our tribes that are within the state. 
Um, I went and visited the Cherokee Language Emergency School uh, about a year or so ago to see how they operated it, and they um, told us how they how they got started up. Um, you can you know, definitely, um, I'd encourage you guys to go visit Language Emergency Schools because that is uh, what I see and what everyone else um, was told from what I'm told, what I'm seeing. There's no other way besides immersion, immersion. And so, um, you know, visiting other language immersion schools, visiting other tribes. Um, our college started doing, I think they started doing cartoons, some, something like cartoons in a language too, because our kids are always on the screen. So cartoons, even or, or if it wasn't cartoon, it might be a video game or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, video games. Um, I know the Cherokee Nation, they, they do a little cartoon deal. Um, so to reach the, the youth, you know, uh, video games, cartoons, anything and everything, everything, yeah. Yeah, everything, yeah. even if it's, you know, if even just putting, you know, how do you say, you know, drink on your cup? I don't know, you know, just labeling everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a little binder of, of everything that I've gathered so far um, regarding uh, language immersion plans. Um, even the financials of what the Cherokee Nation gave me, what they used to start it, what they're even using to uh, to still function uh, today, uh, money wise, what what takes, what it takes. But but no, I would definitely wish you guys the best of luck, and don't don't stop on that, don't stop on that. Because um, like I said, that the uh, uh, the language is uh, is is your identity. It's key. It's uh, it's everything. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've been using the little slogan, um, like, together is together we rise. And, um, you know, we mentioned um, e- education. Um, Anthony, he graduated with his master's, and I graduate. I have my master's degree, too, you know, um, coming from the same um, childhood, you know, background and everything. Um, I believe when we rise individually um we're able um then to rise um our communities and then um we're able to rise our tribes and then that's how i got the um this the slogan um together we rise and i think you guys are making great efforts and and pushing forth and and doing so and rising together and for Ralph's tribe. But um, I just want to, as we're. Tomorrow evening, we'll be at the Sepulpa Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, six o'clock. Well, they, they won't hear this until Monday, but. Oh, sorry. Oh, the podcast. Scratch that. <laughs> but for those who see us, yeah, we, we're, we're, we'll, we'll definitely be at Sepulpa. Yeah. Indian community tomorrow evening, so which is what? What's tomorrow's? What's to, what's today? Wednesday. What's today? Uh, the the September the ninth tomorrow. 9th, yeah. Um. So it's good to see you all guys there. That was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever follows over weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be in Glenpool, uh, Saturday, yeah. at the sports arena, uh, doing a for- or meet and greet there. So. Again, it was great to see you guys there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in the future. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the future. Yeah. For the month of September, I've been doing um, 
a uh, 36 mile challenge, whatever, um, and a 36 miles because I'm going to turn 36 um, on the 12th, but it, trying to be proactive in um, promoting a healthy lifestyle um, to our communities. You know, uh, natives in general, you know, we fight um, chronic um, uh, um, illnesses, you know, whether it be diabetes, high, um, high blood pressure, you know, just in, in general, all the things that um, natives go through to the Indian clinics for and everything. So for the month of September, really just trying to set that platform out there and get everyone, encouraging everyone to get out and be active and move, whether it's walking for five minutes, um, running, just getting out there in the communities and being active. So I am doing um, d doing the little hashtag follow Beaver to the polls by being active. Nice. I'll do it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cooling off now, so it's. It was. It felt nice today. I had a nice breeze, ninety-one degrees. Man. Yeah. No, health health is big, big. Um, we don't have any, uh, our tribe doesn't have any health wellness centers or any gyms or anything for our kids to go to for not only for our kids, from the youth, but all the way to our elders. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm yet, <coughs> yeah, yet, uh, for myself and I know many others, um, we're tired of being a, uh, a people, a tribe that, uh, uh, treats diseases instead of preventing them. And so, um, that's the goal is to, uh, um, health health you know uh fighting the uh the, di the diabetes uh, pandemic fighting the you know high blood pressure pandemic fighting the overall health pandemic of our people mm -hmm. uh changing their diet how they eat how they drink um you don't under you don't understand unless you unless you really dig into history that um anything that was given given to us Anything that that the federal government was doing was was there to to kill us, and so um, you know, and they changed our diet. They changed our diet, how we ate. You know, they moved us from uh, to rarely rarely eating meat people to you know full on meat to full on sugar to to everything. If we can change our diet, we're going to be living longer. Um, we'll have our elders around longer. Um, you provide health and wellness centers for everyone. You know they'll be um, at no cost. Um, I don't believe that you should profit off of anyone's health, and so um, you you get that going. You'll be on the right track of uh, preventing all these diseases that are killing our people um, every day. Yeah. Um, you see, I know for us, you know, I see in our family, diabetes is big in our family. High blood pressure, high blood heart, pressure diseases, heart disease, you know, and them are all the yeah. um, risk of, you know, with just being a native in general. Yeah. And so uh, the list goes on and on and on. But we'll it's, be uh, platforming, you know, um, health and wellness centers, you know, throughout um, uh, our jurisdiction, throughout the community centers. It's much needed. Um, um in our rural areas, um, it, like even in Altmogee where we have the dome, but it, I mean, it, it's not um, just convenient, you know, for um, kids to go to, you know, it's yeah. um, just 
to be a kid, you know. Um, so you, you'll see that come in um, a lot of a lot of um, legislations and um, discussions gearing, you know, prevention, you know, health and wellness for our citizens and um, moving forward to the future. Um, looking forward to being in the future longer um, for our elders and um, our youth to be able to enjoy Where there's a bingo, you'll see a you know wellness, basically. As we're not only health, you know, I think about uh, prevention-wise there, but also think about uh, prevention-wise when it comes to uh, being pro-green, moving away from fossil fuels, uh, being uh, looking to um, uh, renewable energy, uh, being sustainable. Um, anything that isn't able to be reused isn't sustainable. Um, solar panels, uh, wind energy. Um, we are uh, people who uh, are of nature, all indigenous people, all human beings are of nature. You're a part of it. Uh, without, without, the, without nature, without the land, there is, you know, <coughs> there is no you. And so uh, we need, we need, it's a whole cycling process here on earth. And so if we want to be pro stewards of the earth, uh, we need to definitely, uh, definitely start removing our carbon footprint within the our reservation here. Um, looking at uh, how many uh, oil fields we have here, uh, is there any fracking going on? What else is going on? Natural resources, uh, doing everything we fight to get that out of here. Um, you know that's going to dig in a lot of people's pockets. I understand that, but uh, we're, we're, you see it today. Climate change is real. And so, um, uh, throughout this campaign, I've been uh, definitely throwing that in there that uh, um, on a bigger, bigger scale, worldwide scale stage, uh, we we can definitely be a, an example. We can definitely be a leader in uh, renewable energy. Yeah, and speaking on that, like as in today, the nation looking at real time monitoring, partnering with um, PSO saving thousands of dollars right now like today and um funneling that that money saved by using real-time monitoring for our temperatures at the night the nation and putting real-time monitoring in our pilot offices um throughout the nation and funneling those um money um to our to our programs back to the citizens you know saving i think we should take ever every measure of cost savings you know to help give back to the you know citizens um, programs uh, looking how we could um, uh, build e economic development and um, like anthony um, stated on our um, climate change but looking at our agriculture needs our farmers you know looking to expand in our conservation district you know uh, there is a lot of work to um, be done out there tribe and I think it takes the right um, people in place and to be elected into office to be able to be um, ready to accept that challenge and to get that work done and to be able to be able to take action on getting that work done and I on um, and that's only going to happen when people, the citizens, um, show up and vote. Renewable energy, like that's, I've been 
Some of us have been trying to get that with yeah. our tribe. Yeah. Renewable energy, solar panels. Yeah. Solar panels into our uh, in, into the homes too. Like you yeah, know, exactly. the homes yeah. that are not hostile homes the, that are yeah. being built. Or the tribal workplace too. Right. Um, there are so many uh, plans um, that we have. Um, of course, you know, Anthony has his own. I have our, my own. But at the end of the day, it's all um, the mission is to serve the citizens, um, yeah. hearing their needs and hearing their issues, and being that being that ear, um, and be willing to be a voice for them and looking at how we could expand in programs like senior services and seeing what we could do more and provide more and getting um, more funding in our social security assistance program um working you know i mentioned conservation district looking at where are where are our native american farmers and how can we um grow and provide um um creek nation vouchers um, to our elders to expand to go to these farmer markets as the other tribes does and to the state program has. I mean, really developing those ideas and putting in play in actions, um, building these pilot programs for when um, when our, we say go to school and get educated, but come back and there is no, um, there's no job openings or you can't get hired. You keep applying a thousand times, you don't ever get hired, but um, developing a pilot program where they can funnel back, you know, to the tribe and, you know, be on the program, you know, really um, plan those um, ideas, not, you know, taking an idea and putting it into an action and um, making it um, um, just all in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the list goes on and on for me. Um, you know, I, I think about uh, uh, interesting question. You know, I, I think about it. I think about a lot of things. Uh, one of the most immediate uh, things that we can do, um, revenue-wise, is uh, use the McGurr decision as our legal ve- legal vehicle uh, moving forward, and um, taking on the civil side of it and tackling the issue of taxes. Um, taxes, whatever government you're in, is the main revenue. Um, so if we can tax individual uh, peoples, individual um, businesses uh, within our reservation, um, you know that'll be a big plus. That'll be big revenue. That's pro- that's probably going to match or outweigh out- outdo the Game. the gaming mm-hmm. side of it. Um, so uh, taxes, um, you know, I, I think about uh, why don't we have our own grocery stores? Um, uh, relating back to our farmers, why don't you know through that pandemic we. Just to think, if we were on our, on our own, we wouldn't have no way to feed our people. Um, I think about uh, um, you know our waters, our rivers that run through here, our lakes. You know how much control do we have over them? Um, I think about the turnpikes within our reservation. There be there's why don't we get any of that? Why don't we we should shut that down? Um, no, or uh, you know that runs right through there. I don't believe I should have to pay. No one should. Especially if you're a citizen of the tribe, you shouldn't have to pay to go through your own, you know, within your reservation. From, you know, uh, looking at that, I I think about, uh, you know, why don't we have our own Uber systems? Kind of, you know, that's 24/7. That because people have emergencies all the time, or, or elders need a ride, or mm-hmm. uh, we have transit, but it only operates, you know, on a Monday through Friday eight to five schedule. Um, we yeah. don't have a Uber-like kind of program. You know, we don't have 
movie theaters for our kids to go to. We don't have a big, um, we don't have a big, uh, you know, indoor water park for for our citizens to enjoy. You know, we we have uh, reservations pretty big, so we don't have, um, um, yeah, things like that for our kids to do uh, south of I forty or north of I forty within our reservation. Um, I think about um, I think about broadband internet, high speed broadband internet for the whole within our whole reservation. I think because that's a necess- necessity. That's 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 just like needing water and electric, or needing um, you know that's a necessity these days, and that's that you need that. Um, I think about um, uh, I think about a lot of things of uh, when it comes to uh, new revenue avenues. Or uh, just overall services again at no cost um, for citizens because without them there would be no tribal government. Yeah. You know, without the the citizens are the reason why we are even uh, the people are the most important, and the people will be the one being elected as into office. And so, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, th- I think about all that, all those things, and uh, you know, the list goes on. We don't have our own funeral homes. You know, we are, we do our funerals way different than. Um, others that are not not us. Mm-hmm. Um, our funerals last days. Uh, we don't have our own funeral homes. Um, we don't have uh, our own nursing homes. Um, we don't. Um, we're not buying land. We will buy land here and there, but there's no campaign, a land buyback program or land buyback campaign. Uh, you know, I don't care if it's an acre. I don't care if we don't even use it. Buy it. Get everything we can back. Um, I mean, again, I, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And so, um, I think I think about all that. I think this being, um, uh, I always throughout this campaign, I always try to throw in and and I'll say here that one day we'll hopefully we'll wake we'll wake back up in Muskogee country. Yeah, that's what my friend was saying, Isaiah. He was like, "Why isn't no tribes like buying land? Yeah, like." And then, like buy land, buying land like out here, not mm-hmm. just on like tribal land, but mm-hmm. out here, like just buying up land. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that is like yeah. you just don't do it here. You don't do it wherever you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, buy all of it back. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like I never. I mean, I guess I kind of thought of it, but I never really sat down and said like, "Well, why not? Like, right. mm-hmm. why not the tribe?" Like. Like Muskogee Nation, yeah. you know, like start buying land just from around Tulsa, yeah. like that's for sale, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, one of the reasons that um, you'll see a lot of tribes do that, do it, kind of do it like I, I say, like undercover, um, because if uh, a, if a seller sees that a tribe wants to buy land and they have it at a certain price, say twenty thousand, mm-hmm. um, they'll sit there and negotiate with them. They'll raise it up at another twenty thousand because they know the tribes have money, and so what are the, all the a lot of times the tribes will. Uh, create um, um, separate entities that they own, but name it something different. So, and then have them, I forgot what they're called, uh, those programs, I'm sorry, but uh, they use them, or they use, they, they, they do it in disguise, mm-hmm. um, and don't put the tribe's name on it, put this name on it, because if they see the tribe's name on it, uh, they're going to probably, they don't either, one, they don't want to sell it to you, for sure, or two, they're going to w- raise the price up at a ridiculous price, 
And at that time, tribes were like, well, it's not even worth it. But for me, obviously, like, there, there's no, uh, I don't care what the price is. It, there's no, they'll get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do get it. You know, I do understand that you can't just, you have to think smart about it. You know, you don't want to spend, you know, millions of dollars on per acre. Or, you know, so I do get it. But uh, but that that's what the problem that they're having is okay. that, um, is that uh, once a, a seller sees that the tribe is wanting to buy, they're either going to say no, we're not selling to no tribe whatsoever, um, and the tribe is going to try to go another route of purchasing that land, uh, so that that so they do want to sell it, they will sell it to the tribe, but they're going to raise it at a ridiculous price, and they try and the tribe is trying to you know, and I I, I hate I hate hearing that you know, because the, the tribe is the I don't know how, I don't know who else gets treated like that, but it's like, it's like a. Um, like holding it over our heads type thing, like jump yeah. as high as you can. You know that dollar commercial. Mm-hmm. No, you almost got it. You yeah, know the yeah. dollar, you know, type thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I even um, one of the other deals they were talking about cash crops, and and one of the main deals that are, that uh, cash crops that come to mind is the gold rush of marijuana. Hemp. Um, we were speaking about hemp earlier, about what the the negative. Once you think of marijuana and hemp, anything that relates to it, you, just people just think of getting high, you know, high, high, high. And so they're like, no, no, it's bad, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but marijuana uh, studies have shown that it does um, health-wise, um, all the benefits that it has, and even the use of it, uh, like hemp. Uh, you can use that. You don't have to no longer cut all these trees down that you've been doing for thousands of years. You know, you can build houses out of hemp. You can make clothing out of hemp paper out of hemp and so um you know there's your pro green uh deal there so um but yeah um there's so much that uh not only that i want that i don't i hate to say i I, you know we uh not only need to do what we have to do i don't see there there's no other option there's no other um there's a great uh, I, I hate the I hate that I'm bringing it up and I can't even think of it, but when I think about the environment and I think about there's a Netflix that David what's his name David the uh, let I me I want to say Hoffmeister but no <laughs> uh, he's one of the ones that that uh, narrates and does all the animal you know the planets and all that the blue planet and all that stuff mm-hmm. let me let me look him up real quick I and I'll um, while he's looking at it when he, or, or, David. Attenborough, it's called a life on our planet. Um, I encourage everyone to watch it because it's, it's it's no truer. And when I when I hear our elders speak of how we're supposed to be and how we're so connected with nature, um, you know, it, it doesn't bring the the statement more truer. So I, I encourage everyone to watch. Um, it came out in 2020. Um, David uh, Attenborough, he's he's a you'll, you'll once you hear his voice, you'll recognize it. If you watched any of the uh, Blue Planets or anything that uh, documentary-wise that he's done, mm-hmm. um, it's called A Life on Our Planet. But uh, definitely watch that, and you'll um, if if that doesn't turn you, then I don't think anything else will um, when it comes to saving our planet. So, but yeah, encourage everyone to watch that. It's on Netflix right now. When we were talking about the negative. Um, you know, everyone hears negative um, views on hemp and everything. I did a voter registration um, little event at one of the dispensaries in Altmulgee. 
And um, the question I got, he said, uh, are you a user? I was like, no, I don't have a medical marijuana card, but I just want to be proactive in the dispensaries. Um, and being that is um, for elders, for when, you know, taking them off of prescriptions, you know, the ailments that they have could, you know, do their, you know, use hemp instead of, you know, prescriptions, you know, just all, you know, just as Anthony said, you know, studies have shown, you know, it's proven to work in many things. And that was, that's what I would like to see first and foremost is what it, um, the tribe look and be proactive in writing those scripts for our elders um, to be able to go to the dispensary and um, being that alternative for prescription, actual prescriptions, you know, like the pills and stuff yeah. and utilizing that for um, their ailments instead. We, we were speaking on the employees earlier and uh, right now we're speaking on marijuana. Uh, all the employees that are listening, um, uh, I do, I, I, I will not step, uh, sit back and watch you guys keep getting fired because you're a legal medical marijuana holder. It goes through the state of government, and I hope that we can run it through the tribal government uh, soon. Uh, in particular, our, our uh, casino employees, um, who if t- they test positive for marijuana, they're done. Um, same thing with our tribal employees. Um, <clears throat> the reason, and, and the tribe will say this over and over and over again, and I'm, uh, and it, and it, it it is true to a point, but we're a sovereign nation. We can we can again settings and we can move forward without uh, without uh, the federal government. It's 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 still illegal in the federal government's eyes, um, and they say that, and the, the tribe uses that uh, for their excuse. I say mm-hmm. that we can't do things because those are federal monies. You know this and this. It's federal and that's against the law. Um, but if any of the employees that are listening out there. Um, well, we're definitely going to tackle, and and I'll I'll be an advocate of, of uh, to where your again employee protection comes into play, and if you are a medical marijuana holder, um, we're going to be uh, looking at that. Uh, uh, you don't no longer have to keep uh, looking over your shoulder, or being scared, or um, needing that for for your medical reasons, and um, you know, using those prescription drugs that you could possibly get hooked on that can ruin and kill you. Um, we're definitely going to be uh, speaking on your behalf that that does no longer happen. Yeah, and um, as you mentioned there, um, along with employees um, with medical cards, but uh, our employees that um, with mental health, you know, issues and our citizens, you know, looking at what the medical card, those benefits could do and being having that open mindset, you know, looking into the you've been talking about, you know, the future, looking into the future um, of the tribe and um, rising together, you know, building and, you know, stop, you know, um, tearing down, you know, each other, you know, cutting, firing employees, you know, that is causing a burden on their homes, their families and everything else. But um, just bring, bringing it all, you know, back together and being a um, proactive voice in um, what we stand for and what we want to be a voice for employees and citizens and across the board. Yeah. I hate how one is considered good for you and one is not good for you. 
meaning yeah. marijuana is bad for you. Prescription drugs are good for mm-hmm. you. Right. Because I've been addicted to pills. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I've been addicted to, um, what was it, Percocets. I was addicted to Percocets and then Vicodin, too. Mm-hmm. And I OD'd on whichever one. It was. I took both at the same time. And I OD'd on them. Uh, sweated it out. I didn't know I was ODing. I never OD'd on anything before. You know, so I OD'd on pills before. And with marijuana, though... You can't OD. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get really high or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's it's scientifically known that it does reduce pain, mm-hmm. you know, inflammation. It helps, mm-hmm. like, if you have an eating disorder, it helps you eat. You know, mm-hmm. it helps cancer patients after their... Um, yeah, the chemo. Chemo, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all kind of it's benefits for yeah. your arthritis. arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, there's so many benefits for it, but it's still blows my mind today with all of that info you still get pressured into taking prescription drugs yeah. and i won't i won't ever take anything as harsh as aspirin mm-hmm. ever again yeah, yeah. you know I, because- I appreciate you sharing your story and you know i think um you know in our in our homes that we all know someone that knows someone you know that has been in that situation and that's where I think, you know, change needs to be, change could happen. And if going um, the hemp route or dispensaries, you know, mm-hmm. if that could be a um, positive change going to the future, you know, reducing, you know, even um, suicidal over- overdose and all that across, you know, that affects our native communities, then we need to um, not be afraid, not be scared, as we mentioned and be courageous and, and step up and, and write those legislations because when um, the citizens vote Anthony for Tol- Beaver for Tulsa and Tara for Elmogi, uh, you know, we, we will write those legislations and be that voice and hear those needs and be proactive um, and move the nation forward. There's a, um, I, I was always been a, uh, uh, that on this uh, topic of marijuana, but whenever it first came, uh, state of our state of Colorado was the first one that mm-hmm. legalized marijuana, um, recreationally. And, uh, I believe they had it legalized medically before, but the, the big, uh, the big, uh, uh, notoriety that, that they got was when they legalized it recreationally. But there's a story and, um, there's a documentary out there. I can't think of the name. Uh, of how they extracted the oil from the plant, um, and it was for a little girl um, who uh, had over severe seizures. I, I remember seeing that. And uh, there's a there's a there's a law out there called now called uh, and there's a marijuana strain, uh, oil strain called Charlotte's Web, and uh, it's it's named after her. Uh, once she uh, they so it doesn't it, it, it doesn't it, it there's no THC in it it's all oil they they removed the the, the THC the uh, the oil and they uh, were they, they they have it on video there and it shows her how she went from I don't know how many seizures today to um, five a day mm-hmm. to four a day to two a day to two a month. You know, and and, and that, that's that they had to do that. Use her uh, just to get change. 
and you when when that was passed and when that was done and the whole world seen it the whole u.s seen it there's no question of well um now what are you going to do you're going to keep denying it you know and once once that happened that's when you started seeing the C- cbd oils mm-hmm. in the state here uh falling shortly after that mm-hmm. uh but yeah no i'm glad that uh, uh the the notion of marijuana um has changed um we uh, that's good uh the tribe needs to definitely uh start getting into that industry uh another avenue for revenue but uh you know again also looking at hemp you know you have to look at hemp uh, hemp is not marijuana hemp hemp is um, uh, a relative of marijuana hemp uh is your uh, your answer to um to uh instead of to, instead of using trees as paper and building houses etc that uh, hemp um only it grows it grows grows more and like i said you don't have to you can you can stop um stop cutting down trees as much as anyways as you are now but no since i, I just wanted to put that in there since we were speaking mm-hmm. on the uh the uh topic of uh, marijuana and all the the plus side, the pros outweigh the cons tremendously. Yeah. So wake up, everybody. Yeah, yeah wake, wake up. up. <laughs> wake up and roll one up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're live. <laughs> they do some microphones, but you want to... I'm not a rapper, but maybe I need to be one. <laughs> and there's a lot of great ideas. A lot of great ideas. And about at two hours right now. So, oh, yeah. wow. okay. I can't believe yeah. we actually time flies. Oh, we probably can't talk two hours. Flies. We probably only be here thirty minutes, and here we That's are. That's what he was saying. Five hours five later. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're still listening, all these listening forums give us one minute to respond. Five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> give us two hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, y'all's platform. Yeah. Say whatever. Yeah. And, and we um. appreciate um, you taking the time and um, your family letting us be here um, and having us um, on the on podcast this evening here on our journey our campaign journey and i know we have a lot more um we could share but i know your time is limited um unless you got five more hours we'll keep <laughs> on talking <laughs> unless you want to start cooking supper or yeah <laughs> <laughs> or take me to wings out <laughs> no uh i was telling i was telling him uh, before we went on air that uh um, the Omogi district, I believe there's four of y'all. Four yeah, or five four, y'all. four people. Uh, yes. Tulsa district has six, seven total. Seven. I um, well, well, there's a large pool of candidates in each district. Um, you'll get outright winners on the other districts because they're just uh, some of them are just two. Mm. Um, I'll have to look at the, those other ones, but I know for sure Omogi district and the Tulsa district it, we're probably going to have a runoff. Um, meaning the most there's going to be two people left and then those two people will have to keep campaigning until uh, the next election time, which is in November. I don't know the exact, exact day I have to look on there, but uh, uh, we, if, if her and I can at least make it to the runoff, uh, we'll be on the right track and we'll kept, we'll keep campaigning until November and then we'll get an outright winner there mm-hmm. of how the people will vote. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, when that time comes, I hope you hope you keep us in mind and, well, definitely, I'll, I'll be definitely excited to uh, come back on the show here. Yeah. Um, yeah. If the opportunity 
know, oh, yeah. comes we, if we we're, if we're, if we're uh, you know on that uh, runoff. Uh, but we'll know. Um, but just to just for myself, just to close again, I appreciate the invitation. It's been good. Um, all those listeners that are out there, um, it, it's Monday. Uh, early voting is the 15th and 16th in person. Uh, the big voting day is this Saturday, September 18th. I hope, um, you know, I'm, I'm humbly asking for your vote September 18th, uh, Beaver Fort Tulsa district. Um, it's been a, it's been an amazing ride. It's been exciting. Uh, it's been a lot of, uh, ups and downs. Uh, but here we are. Um, I'm hoping that one day I can sit at the legislative table for you and um, have some good things happen and that can directly impact our citizens and directly impact uh, generations to come. Um, but again, uh, appreciate OK Podcast. I uh, appreciate everyone listen. Uh, everyone stay safe and take care and be for Tulsa. Okay. And I'll um, close. And please follow my Facebook page, Tara for Omogi District. And on September 18th, vote Tara for Omogi Seat B. Um, I humbly ask for your support. Um, I've been empowered and to be your voice. And I'll use your power to be empowered and to seek office at the table. And I encourage everyone to follow Oki Podcasts on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he's going to roll out all out to you guys. Please um, follow the campaign journey and be sure to cast your vote. Your vote counts in Moto. Thank you. Thank you. Every, thank you both of you for coming on for sure. Um, come back through anytime. Just hit me up. Let me know. We'll do it again. Uh, this was a great time. Um, I can't wait for the next time and for the runoff. It's going to happen. There's no ifs around here. That's right. Yeah. No <laughs> ifs around here. You will get in. And yeah, for sure. Like I'm down to help however I can. Uh, just hit me up and let me know. And I'll make time. I'll make time for you all. So it's no big deal. And uh, yeah, um, I hope nothing for the best for both of your uh, rest of your campaigns. Uh, if I was Creek, I would for sure vote, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, uh, everybody get out there and vote, go follow their Instagrams, Facebooks, keep up with them. A lot of great ideas, a lot of great words have been spoken here and just please, you know, get out there and vote, you know, just tell everybody to go vote. Let's have a great vote turnout and let's just, uh, get these two win. You know, just uh, they got a lot of great ideas and they want nothing but the best for the Creek Nation. And and I could see that tonight right here, right now. And so, yeah, everybody get out there and vote. Uh, if you haven't yet, go subscribe to Okie Podcasts. It's everywhere. I would say just Google it, Okie Podcasts, and it'll show up. Uh, go follow the Facebook page, Okie Podcasts. Give it a like. Give the Instagram page. Okie Podcast, one word. My personal is Rustamus49. Oh, yeah, my personal for Facebook is Russell Sun Eagle. And, yeah, go follow the YouTube. I mean, go subscribe to the YouTube as well, Okie Podcast YouTube. Um, putting stuff up on there. And so, once again, thanks again for coming on. Can't wait for the next time. And uh, I guess until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.